definitely, uh, like I said, from conversation with Rico and deciding to partner with him, um, I definitely felt good about it or I wouldn't have partnered with him because I've had some nightmare partners. Like I said, I've been in business for 21 years, so I kind of know how to choose a partner. And in the beginning, I didn't. And yeah, it was just terrible. But, um, mm-hmm. but after that first deal, I was like, yeah, this guy here knows what he's doing. Definitely. You're listening to the We Love Equity Real Estate Show, a podcast that discusses the intricacies of real estate investing with your host, Marcus E. Maloney. Marcus is a real estate investor best known for being the equity king. He's been awarded that moniker because he and his team find amazing real estate deals. He will be talking with investors who have done some transformational things in the real estate industry. They'll discuss their process, their strategies, and how their investments transform their lives and the communities they invest in. We welcome you to the We Love Equity Real Estate Show. One, two, one, two is the place to be. Hey guys, welcome to another We Love Equity Real Estate show. And on today's show, I have Rico and Marshall. These guys are based out of Fayetteville, North Carolina. They're doing some things with real estate wholesaling. I know that they're going to provide a wealth of information for you. They're partners. They're doing some things. Actually, I was following Rico on Instagram and saw some of the stuff that he was doing. He was on the phone, you know, hustling, going back and forth with sellers and and helping other uh, people in the business get started. So I thought it would be great, you know, to get him and Marshall on this call because I know that they'll have some some great content for you guys. So without any further delay, I have Marshall, who's been a entrepreneurial, a serial entrepreneur for over 21 years, man, just kind of doing everything. Anything he can get his hands on is for sale. So <laughs> that's the type of person he is. And then Rico, um, just a brief background about him. He was working, you know, working a regular nine to five or I should say 10 hour shifts. Knew he was better than that. Knew that it was something that he can do. Got wind of real estate investing, got wind of real estate wholesaling, jumped in head first. And now he is doing it and doing quite a few deals there. In- North Carolina. So without any further delay, Rico Marshall, welcome to the show, guys. Thank you. Thanks Thank for you. having us, man. Thanks for having us. Very much. All right. Not a problem. So I know I didn't do uh, all that I could about your uh, background. So let's start with you, Marshall, man. Give the, the audience, the listeners, a little background about you. Okay. Uh, real quick. Um, well, basically, uh, I guess I've always been a entrepreneurial, even back 11, 12 years old, um, started cutting grass and such. Uh, but then once I uh, turned uh, in my early 20s, I actually was working at a grocery store, uh, became store manager there, um, but always, you know, had been an entrepreneur in my mind. So finally, one day, um, I was working for this other guy uh, that owned a local moving company and started running all his things. And then one day I was like, well, I'm running it for him. I, I might as well just do this for myself. Yep. Um, so I started that uh, moving company. And then after a couple of years of that, um, I went into investing in other businesses and starting some other businesses. Okay. And then, um, and then I met Rico and we started 
uh, real estate wholesaler. So how so did you guys personally? Did, I've been doing that for about a year. Okay, so how did you guys meet? Um, yeah, um, about a year ago, um, I came across real estate wholesaling, um, uh, watching um, the Breakfast Club. Um, okay. and a guy named uh, Mark Whitten was on there. Um, and I kind of watched that at the same time I was looking to start another business. So wholesaling uh, seemed pretty interesting. Um, so I decided, yes, that's what I want to do. So I started calling bandit signs. Um, that's just one, one of the things I started doing. Um, when I want to start a business, I start trying to network in that industry. Okay. So I call like six bandit signs. Um, and one of them happened to be Rico. Um, he was actually the only one that called me back. That uh, happened. That yeah. happened. <laughs> yes. So we started talking back and forth, and I liked what he said. He liked what I said, and um, we we came together on this. Okay. Okay. And Rico, man, give us a little background about you, man. So yeah. So I'm originally from Lexington, Kentucky. I moved to Fayetteville in 2009. Uh, for better opportunities, uh, really wasn't nothing going on for me in Lexington. I uh, was young, was doing stuff I wasn't supposed to be doing, so I moved down here to 09. Uh, started working at a factory, uh, actually making tires, Goodyear, Goodyear okay. Tire and Rubber Company. Um, so, man, I always knew I was better than just being a factory worker. So, like, Every day I would go into the factory, I'm just like, oh man, it's got to be something better than this for right, 12 hour right. shifts. Uh, so um, I knew I always wanted to get into real estate. So I, I was just, while working, man, just listening to podcasts and came across Sean Terry. And uh, man, I, I listened to his videos over, over like uh, at least four times over. Every video he has, I listened to it at least four times over. Until I got the concept of wholesaling, uh, because they don't always break it down step by step. You got to listen to like everything, and then you can piece it together. Uh, finally, when I pieced it together, I took action. Like the guy motivated me to take action. I put out bandit signs, and my phone literally blew up. My phone melted. Okay, with callers. So um, okay. I was doing wholesaling for a while, part time while I was working, uh, and then just just uh, had an opportunity to take a voluntary layoff at my job. And then when I done that, I went full time into real estate. I think I, I got maybe four or five under contract and closed. Okay. And I was like, it's a no brainer. You know, I don't need to go back. So, so, so let's, let's kind of a few things you said there that I want to kind of chop up and kind of dissect. So you said that you were listening, you know, to Sean Terry and he was, he was, you know, giving you the information, very familiar with Sean Terry, big ups to him. He's right here in Glendale, not too far from me. Um, I used to go to some of his meetups and everything like that as well. Um, so you got that itch and you said you took action and you started putting out the bandit signs. Um, were you afraid, you know, kind of when that first call come in, kind of what, what was going through your mind, man? Yeah, so... Like, I didn't even answer the phone at first because I didn't know what to say. So I was just like, uh -huh. oh, man. So I called. I was definitely scared, man. I was totally scared. I called people back. I, like I said, I didn't know what to say. Um, so I was like, man, I got to reach out to another wholesaler, right? Okay. So I went on Craigslist. I found another wholesaler. And I told him, I said, look, man, I got, like, at least 
a hundred leads, man. You know, like uh-huh. let's work together. So he was like, cool. Uh, so I linked up with him and we started working them together. I would get the leads in and he would close. That's how I started out. Okay. And that's, that's very powerful. And I always tell people, you know, you have to network. Both of you guys said, you know, talked about networking and business and you have to network, especially when you don't know, because you don't know what you don't know. You just knew, Hey, I've been listening to a few podcasts. They said, put out bandit signs. I did that. Now the phone is ringing. Oh crap. You know, what do I do? You know, and everybody goes through that. I mean, I, I went through it and I tell people it's not the fear of doing it. It's the fear of the response from the seller. You know, it's like, well, what if they say, come out and take a look at the house? You know, what if they say, give me an offer? I don't know what to offer. I'm just, you know, kind of (laughs) flying by the seat of my pants here. And that's what, that's listeners, you definitely have to know. You don't have to have all of the answers. You just have to get started, you know, with that first step of action. And then things will start falling into place. Like Rico said, I didn't know, you know, I just knew I needed to hook up with somebody that did know. So I went to Craigslist or wherever and found a, uh, another wholesaler to work with. So doing that, how did how did that shape your business? What did you learn from that other wholesaler? I know you guys were closing deals. What did you What did you take from that? Yeah, man. So the guy I ended up linking up with, man, he had like 30 years of experience in wholesaling, man. He, he was an older guy, man, but he was just like, had so much knowledge and wisdom. Um, so I learned everything, pretty much everything I know about wholesaling from him. Okay. Um, he walked me through everything. Uh, you know, he split the deals 50 50. Um, so, let me ask you this, Rico. Um, did you guys have any kind of JV agreement on paper written? Uh, in the beginning, no. Yep. But as he, as in the beginning, no, we just worked on a face system. Uh, but uh-huh. as we started, you know, as he started like teaching me more and more, uh, yeah, I, you know, he would do the JV agreements with me just to show me you know, how to do business the correct way. Uh, and then from that point forward, yeah, we, we had a JV agreement on every, every property. That's, that's, that's good. Um, because I get a lot of questions, you know, I do these 15 minute free consultations and I get a lot of questions and people are always asking, well, you know, what if I send this deal to somebody, how do I know, you know, they're not going to go behind my back and cut me out and stuff like that. And what I tell people is, yes, it's good to have that JV agreement in place, but sometimes getting started, you don't have that JV agreement because you're just now learning about wholesaling. You don't even know anything about a JV agreement, you know? And with that being said, you do sometimes have to go off of that, that face system. So like you said, Hey, I had all of these deals coming in or, you know, I didn't even know if they was deals. I just knew I had leads coming yeah, in. Yeah, right, right, right. right. <laughs> you know, and I knew this guy had 30 years of experience. Hey, you know what? Let me sit with him, see what he can teach me, see what I can learn, and then we just build from there. So going on, you know, you're, you're closing these deals. What else did he bring to the day? Did he bring the buyers to the table? How were you guys selling these properties? Yeah, so... I would get the leads in. Were they all I, were they all through bandit signs or were you doing Yeah, initially they were all through bandit signs. Um and that's all I knew was just bandit signs. Uh I knew how to obtain lists 
Uh, but I was like, you know, band and signs are working. That's what I'm going to stick with. Mm -hmm. uh, so initially, band and signs, I was crushing it. I did get into some lists, like inheritance lists, um, okay. the absentee owner lists, you know, things like that. So were you, we always were you, did drive for dollars. Were you pulling the list from like list source or? Yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, okay. Yeah, list source, yeah. So guys, listsource.com, you can go and you can pull lists. Yep. And I want to say my inheritance list came from U.S. lead list. U.S. lead list. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Uh, but um, yeah, initially, like I said, it was banded signs. And then as um, I started closing more deals, I started getting into lists. But really, banded signs was my main source, okay. main lead source. So once you started closing these deals and you started making this money, you know, did you go out to the strip club? Did you go out to, what did you do, Rico? I'm putting you on the spot, man. Yeah, yeah, nah, man, nah. I, I was putting my money right back into it, man. Okay, good. Uh, because I wanted to scale up, you know. Um, I, wanted, I wanted to scale my business. Okay. Uh, so any, any, I would pay myself, you know, probably like 15%. Okay. You know, just to go splurge, and you know, I still have a family, I would buy them shoes and clothes, right. take them out to eat. Uh, but the majority of the money, man, I was putting right back into the business. I was doing it right back into the business. Okay. Very smart. Very smart, guys. So you got to don't, you know, make that one $10,000 check or $18,000 check or even $4,000 check and go and take a trip to South Beach, you know, and, and blow it. You know, <laughs> reinvest that money back into your marketing. That way you can create a sustainable business. So very smart, Rico. Did your mentor teach you that or that was just something in innate? Nah, yeah, that was just something that I just, I, like, it, it's just natural, man. I just knew to do it, man, to, to grow my business. Okay. Um, yeah. All right, so tell me about, um, and, and Marshall, we're going to get to how you guys, you know, linked up and what you're doing now. But Rico, real quick, tell me about that first deal, man. Oh man, so my first deal, right? So I called the guy up and uh so my mentor was training me. I called him up and the house was a fire damage house, okay? Perfect. And uh I made an offer of like I wanna say like five thousand. And he jumped all over it. He's like, I'll take it, I'll take it, I'll take it. Uh-huh. So I was like, Cool, I'll send the contracts over. So when I hung up the phone, my mentor was like, Look, man, what no, you don't want it. <laughs> you know, he's like, no, man, he jumped all over it, man. He's like, we got to call him back. Right. So I called him back. He talked me through it. I ended up getting it down to 2500 Okay. okay. And uh, so that's big right there. Just from that one conversation with your mentor, you know, you saved 50% on a yeah. deal. So everybody say, well, I don't want to pay for a mentor. I don't want to. You just saved, you know, half of half of your wholesale fee or really half of your acquisition price right there in just that one conversation. Right. That's true, man. That's true. Um, so I called him, called him back. We got it for 2,500, got it on the contract and, um, his job, my mentor, he was always finding the buyers. Uh, by this time, um, I think maybe two weeks or three weeks afterwards, we just had nobody fighting on the project because it was a fire damage. Okay. Uh, how long? How long was your inspection period on that? Do you remember? Yeah, it was a uh, fifteen days. Fifteen okay. days. Okay. Yeah. So fifteen days inspection period. Um, any earnest money? How much earnest money you put up? 
We put, uh, I think he put ten dollars down earnest money. Okay, okay. Yeah. So he put he put like, down a little bit of little bit of earnest money because it was a fire damage house, small, right, right. you know, small um property right there. That's key. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you are holding this property? Yeah. What's next? We're holding this property, and my partner's like, man, somebody's got to buy this, right? So I reached out to a realtor. I was like, let me call this realtor, man. He's been calling my phone. So I reached out to the realtor, told him what I had. And he had a buyer for the property. Okay, he was like, he's got a guy that loves fire damages. And he's like, and what was so good about this one? It was next to the VA hospital oh, down here in Fayetteville. Okay. Um, so the buyer ended up buying it for 9000 The realtor brought a buyer. He ended up buying it for 9000 And he went and sold it to the VA hospital for I don't know how much. But, uh, so you should you should probably go back and see how much he made on yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. So, but I learned like next time go, you know, see what's what's the you know around in the area. Uh just reach out to, you know, reach out to the hospitals if, if you can, you know, see yep. talk to some personnel and see if you know they may be interested in buying. Absolutely. So something that you has oh, you know, everybody have this false misperception, you know, that realtors don't like to work with wholesalers. You know, a lot of people say that. But like right now, I have a realtor that's scheduled to walk through one of my deals on tomorrow with the buyer. Guys, if anything, listen to what I'm saying is you guys have to incorporate realtors in your business. That's their job is to bring buyers and close deals. You know, you'll be missing out on a huge chunk of cash buyers if you're not working with realtors. So I just wanted to throw that little two cent in, you know, on that one. And then also something else that you said, that that property was next to the VA hospital. Yeah, you you definitely need to go back and see how much the VA hospital paid for that house. Cause they could have, do you know, you know, if they just doze it and extended the parking lot or anything like that? Yeah, they extended the parking lot. So they dozed it down, leveled everything out. Uh, I think my my mentor tried to reach out to someone at the VA. I just I don't think he had the right connections or the right numbers to reach out to anybody there. Okay. Uh, yeah. Just so happened that the buyer that bought it, I guess he knew the person personnel right. at the hospital already. Yeah. So guys, that's that's another source of buyers. Rico just told you something. Instead of always just looking for the traditional cash buyers. You got to look at what's in that area. It's businesses that's looking to buy properties. Churches. Churches. So I'll give you just a real quick example. I had a property, wasn't moving. This thing was completely trash. Actually, it should have been knocked over. If a good wind would have came, it probably would have knocked it over. (laughs) (laughs) And um, it was a church on the next block. Church contacted me. Yes, we'll buy it. They wanted to extend their parking lot. And that's exactly what they did. So we made money, you know, with the church. So good, good, good. So you got this first deal together. Now you run into Marshall. You and Marshall are starting to do some things. Tell me, um, you said you guys met. What what did that first deal look like that you and Marshall worked on? Um, well, it came from uh, driving for dollars. Um, like I said, I've always been a go-getter hustlers so once I found out about driving for dollars I decided to just start on one side of the city and completely ride the whole city every street every dirt road I just turned Fayetteville upside down until 
I got to the other end and tried to find every distressed property that I could find. Um, so we plugged them into the app and uh, they responded back uh, to uh, one of our postcards. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there, Rico, I mean, he's a, he's a killer out there, the sellers. So mm-hmm. uh, he basically had them melting in his hand as usual. And um, yeah, I really believed in wholesaling and I had seen it done and talked to Rico, but if you get that first deal and it's really cool to see it, it's like, wow, yeah. Yeah, that that cements everything. You know, once you you can you can hear all of the terminology, you can know all of the, the steps and everything, but until that deal closes, then you're like, okay, this is real. Yeah, oh, this is absolutely real. So uh you guys did the driving for dollars. Tell me about what's what's the numbers on the property? How did it go? Uh, yeah, so uh, I definitely remember the the second one because that one just blew my mind. But <laughs> the, the first one, <laughs> so the first one, I think we got it for twenty thousand. We got it for twenty thousand, um, and we had marketed for thirty two. Okay. Um, and we had people negotiating, negotiating. Uh, I think one guy came in at uh, was it twenty seven five. 27.5, yeah, 27.5. So we ended up selling for 27,500. Okay, okay. That's a, that's a nice, nice little profit, you know, 7,500, you know, yeah. on that. So um, give me some tips, guys, on how you're, how you're, one, finding the properties. I know you said with that one, you did driving for dollars. What are you guys doing now during everything that's going on? How are you finding deals? Uh, pretty much um, the same way. Um, we work lists. Uh, we have our favorite list. Uh, well, here in Fayetteville, uh, you can still get out. So we we drive for dollars. Um, so pretty much the same way. We'll, we'll the only thing that's changed is uh, the type of buyers. We're kind of concentrating on more of the the high wealth buyers because uh, they love this kind of environment uh, where they can buy lower and then of course sell higher later. Right. Um, so we had to tweak our buyer list, but pretty much the rest of our operations are just full steam ahead. As you okay. okay. So what strategies did you guys use to kind of weed out your buyers or sort put, you know, put, Hey, these buyers in a non COVID-19 pot, you know, they're not active right now. And these buyers are absolutely active. How did you guys sort sort that out? Uh, to tell you the truth, I mean, they kind of weeded themselves out. <laughs> you know? Um, yeah, we'll, we have a system how we kind of shoot out to all the buyers there. Um, and a lot of them communicated back with us. Uh, okay. Say, hey, I'm just going to kind of find out what's going to go on with this COVID uh, before I purchase any more properties. And then others, like, yeah, keep sending them. Um, they're purchasing them. So that, that was pretty easy thing. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's kind of similar to what we did. Um, we did a, just a little marketing campaign. We sent it out through email, you know, and it had like a Google, it was a Google uh, survey, you know, are you still buying? Are you not buying? If you're not, I mean, if you are buying, you know, what percentage of ARV are you looking for now? So on and so forth. Naturally, we didn't get a great response, but when we sent out, just like you guys said, we sent out a deal and we knew, you know, who was buying and who wasn't from, from that response on that deal. So, all right, perfect. So now 
Rico, you've been doing it for a while. Marshall, you're, you know, starting to ramp up now. How did that first, closing that first deal, how did that boost your confidence? Um, yeah, I'm, I mean, it definitely, like I said, from conversation with Rico and deciding to partner with him, um, I definitely felt good about it or I wouldn't have partnered with him because I've had some nightmare partners. Like I said, I've been in business for 21 years, so I kind of know how to choose a partner. And in the beginning, I didn't. And yeah, it was just terrible. But um, mm -hmm. after that first deal, I was like, yeah, this guy here knows what he's doing. Definitely everything he said he was. Uh, okay. I was like, yeah, I'm now I'm really all in. I'm, I'm ready to turn it on up and let's, let's okay. blaze trails together. All right, so now is 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 um, Bandit Sign still a strategy? What's the marketing strategy now? If mm, not? not really. Um, it, it they they it's almost a headache because you got the city, you put them put them down, they take them up, and then you gotta yeah, you gotta <laughs> dodge them. So yeah. there's too many other things you can do to even have that as a headache. Mm -hmm. <laughs> So guys, yeah. listen, listen to them. Uh, banded signs are good getting started, you know, when you're first getting started because, you know, the barrier to entry is low. You can go and pick up, you know, quite a few signs for about a hundred bucks or whatever. But once you start scaling, it becomes, it does, it becomes a headache because you have the city picking up your signs. You have people calling that's really not interested, so on and so forth. So don't want to discourage you from banded signs, but there are, other more effective ways in order to market. So with that being said, guys, direct mail, cold calling, you know, SEO, what are you guys doing as far as, as marketing without, you know, giving away your special, uh, your special magic? Right. Um, well, we do have, based on our marketing funnel, um, we first reach out with ringless voicemail and a text at the exact same time. Um, and if we don't hear anything at that point, uh, we'll cold call them. Um, we don't get them on the phone. We'll leave a message. And then if we still don't get a response, then we'll send out that postcard. Okay. Um, so pretty much our funnel. Uh, and a lot of people, uh, you know, say dead leads. We, we don't think a lead is ever dead. Even when they tell you to, you know, go somewhere and quit calling me. Uh, mm -hmm. Well, you know, a year later, we're, we're back to calling them. Right back so there. in our case, I mean, we don't believe in any leads dying, right? And so guys, listen to that. You have to have multiple touches. One, that's one thing that you guys said. You're doing, you know, ringless voicemail and text messaging. So that's two touches right there. I'm sure you guys are following up consistently, you know, and then again, no lead is dead. Funnel them back through, you know, life happens. You know, sometimes a person may be, you know, nope, I'm not moving. I'm going to live in Fayetteville for the rest of my life. And then, hey, a job say, hey, I got this excellent opportunity for you to go to Mobile, Alabama. And now they're like, hey, I need to sell. You know, so it's the right time at the right place, you know, consistently marketing, you know, out to buyers, out to sellers, you know, both on both ends. So you guys are doing the marketing. Um, you're getting the deals. Is it just you two or do you guys have, you know, a team kind of what's, what's the, the business structure here? Um, yeah, we have two assistants, uh, that prep list and, uh, kind of do the everyday, uh, busy work and prepping 
work um, and we just uh, started expanding. We do have a couple of people that drive for dollars here, but now we're starting uh, to expand um, over the last month, actually in 16 cities now. Um, okay. We have people out there driving for dollars. Uh, shout out to Deal Machine. Uh, we have them inputting okay. the properties in Deal Machine. Um, and then we'll analyze them and, uh, and basically we'll, uh, if the properties turn into a deal and then we'll split 50 50 uh, with the person. And we do it a little bit different. Um, the people that we have in our deal machine that helps us buy properties, they're actually our mentees. Uh, okay. So they want to actually learn the business. So they're not just, hey, an employee that want to make some extra money. Um, they actually want to do the business. But at the same time, we're teaching them, but they also can make some money, potentially make money at the same time. Okay, perfect, perfect. So we're going to take a brief break right here. And then when we come back, we're going to drill more into the deal machine and how you're working with your mentees and everything like that to source more deals. PropString is the industry's number one tool for locating distressed properties and connecting with highly motivated sellers. With 100% coverage across the U.S., PropString provides a deep dive into any property-specific details, making it easy to generate lists of distressed properties and contact to the owners. No other product or service can compare. Gain access to MLS property details like expired listings. You can pull accurate comps, even sell prices in non-disclosure states. This information is typically reserved for licensed real estate professionals, but is also available to you in PropStream. Gain access to unlimited nationwide property search, comparable home sales, targeted marketing lists, and owner contact lookup, built-in marketing tools, hundreds of filters to search and sort leads. Start your free seven-day trial now by going to proud.propstreampro.com slash we love it. Okay, we're back with Rico and Marshall out of Fayetteville, North Carolina. Um, they're wholesalers and mentors, and they're doing deals there. Um, so before we left, we talked about Deal Machine and how you guys are working with your, your mentees. How do you guys have that set up, structured? I know Deal Machine is a, um, it's an app for driving for dollars. So kind of explain to us for those that's getting started, if they want to use Deal Machine, you know, how, how do you guys use it? How do you guys incorporate it in your uh, wholesaling business? Well, yes. Uh, well, first of all, we have our YouTube channel, Wholesale Mentory. Um, and that channel we use to teach people. We make videos to teach people about uh, real estate wholesaling. Um, and a lot of people find us on there. Uh, they'll reach out to us. Um, and we'll kind of break down the whole curriculum for the premier partner program. Uh, that okay. is the name of our mentorship. Um, and then if they're ready to take the next step, they'll sign up uh, through Deal Machine under us. And it's totally free. Okay. Um, and they'll start looking for properties. And we'll, we'll teach them how uh, to look for distressed properties, what to look for in a distressed property, what areas um, to look for distressed properties. Um, and that's kind of like the first step, but as we go along, we just completely teach them how to be a, a wholesaler, uh, from top to bottom, okay. uh, but they will push the properties through the whole curriculum through Deal Machine. Okay. And then I know with Deal Machine, you just need to, uh, put in the address, take a picture or whatever, and it'll generate a report about the property, the owner, who's the owner, tax records, everything like that. Okay. So I'll make sure I link that down in the bio in regards to uh, deal machine. So 
guys, tell me, have you ever come to that almost breaking point where you like, especially Rico, you've been doing it for, you know, quite some time. You got to that point where it's like, man, I'm not closing the deal. You know, is this something that I am, I doing something wrong? You know, those self doubts, you know, <laughs> yeah. have you ever crossed that, crossed that barrier? I have, man. I have um, plenty of times, but I want to say probably the most important time it really, like, I felt it was um, right when I went full time. I had just quit my job. Um, I had, I think, I think it was five. I had just got five on the contract. And I was like, man, once I close on these, I'll be good. It'll carry me over till I can get the next ones in the pipeline. And out of those five, I want to say, like all of them fail but one. Um, oh, yeah, so I'm like, I don't have no money coming in now. I just, I just went full time wholesaling. I don't have my job no more, so I'm living off credit cards. You know, uh, Mama, can you send me some money? Uh -huh. You know, so I'm like, oh man, I, like I, I wasn't closing no deals, man. But I didn't stop. I didn't stop. I, ne I never let it stop me. I was like, I got to build this pipeline up. Um, even out of those five that, that uh, fell, fell through, I revived like three of them. Uh, so that brought me to a total of four. So out of the five, um, a total of four of my revived, well, three of my revived, one was still going. Okay. Uh, closed on those and just like the pipeline, like just building up the pipeline, man. I think I had four or five closing in the next month. And then just leading up to April, man, April, our biggest month, man. We have like one, two, three. Yeah, we have like 20 on the board right now. That's good. That we're uh, getting ready to close on, man. Um, and, that, and that was in April. That was in April. So I, I guess carrying over into May, we have like nine closing. Okay. That's so, yeah. perfect, man. And that and that's what I tell people. You go, you face that adversity sometimes, you know, and you'd be like, man, should I keep doing this? Or should I stop? You know, what am I doing wrong? You know, then you get on Instagram or you get on Facebook and you see people posting, hey, I just closed three <laughs> deals this month. You're like, what am I doing wrong? You know, <laughs> but yeah. you, you absolutely have to get over that, guys. You have to uh, push through that adversity and uh, make things happen. So April was you guys' biggest month. You uh, did all of those deals in April. What's next? What's coming up next for you guys? Um, let's see. Um, just start trying to really work this uh, premier uh, partner program, our mentorship, and just help other people see that there's ways out, just opportunity, you know, because lots of time people like the, the really wealthy people, uh, pretty much the only reason they're wealthy because they, they actually have this knowledge, you mm -hmm. know, you know, it's a lot of people who have all the drive and motivation in the world, but if you don't have that knowledge and know all these things out here in the world exist and these opportunities. Well, your motivation means right, nothing. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> you know? So, so that, that's big. We're big with just letting everybody know and trying to help people with opportunities. Cause once you start making money into real estate wholesaling, then you can start investing in the myriads of other things. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So um, with that being said, are you guys looking, you know, after you, because you guys are closing quite a few deals, are you looking into taking some of that capital and deploying it into, you know, rentals or multifamily or doing your own fix and flips or anything like that? 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah uh, multi-family that think yeah. pretty much our next. Yeah. Okay. Right before, uh, yeah, right before COVID hit, man, we was actually structuring a um, a multi-family, you know, partnership. Um, we came across some great land, and uh, we reached out to a builder uh, who was gonna, you know, bring the money. We bring in the land. Uh, getting the contract to do the work at cost. Uh, we actually had plans drawn up with the city, got it approved. Uh, but when COVID hit, it kind of put everything on pause. So, you know, we're definitely trying to get into multifamilies. But, you know, like I said, right now it's on pause. But we're not letting that stop us. And if, if another opportunity comes up, we're going to jump right on it. Um, yep. But, yeah, man, we're, we're yeah, always man. trying to. And yeah. speaking more on that, I uh, yeah. just want everybody to know, you know, you know, if, if you have something in mind that you want to do a project or something, and I know the first thing is like, hey, I don't have the money to do that. I would never be able to do that. But just stop and try to be creative. You know, if you want to build those duplexes and you're a wholesaler and you come across a great deal on land, okay, well, you you found land. Now reach out to uh, a general contractor and say, hey, this is what I got. Are you interested? Would you build that duplex at cost for me? And then get paid on the back end from the rent. You know, go get two or three other cash buyers and you all do do this thing together. You know, so just got to be creative. Always be creative. There's always ways to get anything done. You got to stop and think how to that, get it done. And that's, that's very key, Marshall, you know, because a lot of people, they let those self-limiting beliefs stop them. You know, they're like, well, I'm just a wholesaler. I can't go out and talk with a builder and try and structure, you know, building something from the ground up but you know just like builders they started somewhere they're looking for opportunities everybody's looking for opportunities it's how can you put those opportunities together and it's not like you're not bringing anything to the table you know you, you're you're bringing your education your wealth you know how to find deals you know so you bring that to the table because I know a lot of times some of the deals that I've done that's that's what happened it's like well I have the deal, you have this, let's put it together and let's work it out together and see what we can do. And that's how, you know, ultimately partnerships, you know, come to play. So great, great, great. So how do you guys, there in Fayetteville, you guys got a large military population, correct? So how are you guys operating? Are you wholesaling some to, you know, um, service personnel kind of anything like that what's how are you guys working or if you are even working with the military population at all yeah of uh, all pretty much all of the above uh, yeah we're this, this is a complete military town this we're basically uh fort bragg so you know the right the biggest military base in the world uh so a lot of our fix and flippers are in the military mm-hmm. um so yeah it's here in this town, you're always going to come across the military one yeah. way or another. Yeah, I did a I did an interview, a podcast, uh, some time ago with Shelby Osborne. Uh, she's with Five Pillars, and yeah. so awesome. you guys know her. Yeah, reach out to yeah. her. She, awesome. She's yeah. doing we shoot deals over to her. Yep. Okay. Perfect. Perfect. And that's what I try and tell people: the real estate community, although it's is massive in scale, you still only have a few real people that's out there doing deals and really taking action you know like i didn't know you guys until 
I was following you on uh, Instagram. Just happened to come across some of the things that you were doing. And I said, oh, okay, well, I know Shelby. She's in Fayetteville. You know, maybe if I talk to them, hey, I could hook them guys up with Shelby. But you guys already have that, you know, together. So that's good. But that's just the response when it comes to working together and networking and things like that. So, all right, guys, we are going to roll into our hot seat questions. I'm putting Rico and Marshall on the hot seat, guys. So let's get it started. Hot seat, hot seat. <laughs> All right. Starting over, what would you do different? Let me go first. Yeah, you know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Starting over, what I would do different. Man, that is a that's a hot seat question. What would I do different? Huh. I would what I would do different. Maybe you need to go first. I go first. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what I would do different is absolutely nothing. Okay. Um that's I mean when I made the mistakes, I learned from them. I became better. Um, I don't want to change something, and then all of a sudden, I'm not here where I am. So uh, I would, not a thing. Now, I would probably change how I uh, picked partners in my earlier days. Because, um, mm -hmm. oh, goodness, that, that's those nice nightmares. But other than that, but I don't know if I'll even change that, because that's how I learned Learn. how to find good partners. Okay. Uh, I, don't, I don't really think I would change anything. Perfect. Okay. All right. I do know what I would do different. I would have I would have quit my job when I first found out about wholesaling. On my okay. first day, I should have quit right then and there and went full time. Just jump right in. Jump right. right in, yeah. Okay. So what is your greatest commodity outside of capital? So outside of money, what's what's what do you think is your greatest resource? Probably me. I'm very happy that I was born a super motivated person. Okay. Um, just, you know, I'll just all my past businesses, you know, I'll learn the basics and then I'll jump right in and go, go hard as I possibly can. So that, okay. that is worth a lot to me. And then once, and then that knowledge and put those two together and the capital and all of that, the money that that would become. Okay. So this is outside of the hot seat question, guys, but um, I forgot to ask this. How did you guys structure your partnership? Are you guys 50-50 or what, what are you doing? Yeah, 50-50. Okay. All right. Um, what is one thing that you can do to be more productive? Um. Man, what do we do? That's a very good, very good question. Um, I don't, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you like this. Um, I think just on the surface, adding assistance and, um, you know, his past knowledge and my past knowledge, we're putting it together. But um, to be more productive, me, I don't even feel like this is work. Um, so sometimes we'll come in and we're working and then he'll crack a joke and I'll crack a joke before you know it, it's an hour later. It's an hour and a half later. So okay. it's just a fun 
environment. So if I had to choose something, it would probably, you know, we could shorten that, but I don't know if I want to shorten that because that just, it makes it fun. It makes the okay. environment fun. So. If you can leave our listeners with one thing, what would that be? For those that are either looking into getting into wholesaling or looking into becoming a real estate investor in general, what is one thing that you can give them that sets apart those who are successful versus those who tried and failed? Don't ever give up. It, going in to being an entrepreneur of any business, just know it's going to be ups and downs. It's going to get hard. You're going to second guess yourself sometimes, but just push through those barriers. You know, if you can, even if you can just get somebody in your corner, one person in your corner that'll hold you up and say, hey, you know, you know why you started this. You know what your goals are. Get back on up and get back to work. So just, just never give up because, I mean, life is not perfect, yep. you know. So like we always say, you know, work hard now to live your best future. And if you give up, you ain't going to never live your best yeah, future. You're right. Exactly. Exactly. Find out what, and find out your motivation the same way you would with your sellers when qualifying. Find out, find out why, you're, why you're motivated to wholesale. What's your motivation? Mine is my family. Uh, I'm real big on family um, and, you know, to uphold my, my side of the partnership. Uh, so okay. find out your motivation and what's going to fuel you to the next level and just take action. Take action. Ain't nobody going to do it for you. You got to get out there and take action. Um, and just as, as you run into problems, just, just learn, your, learn how to fix those problems as you jump into them. Don't worry about, oh, I need this contract. You know, just wait till you get to that point to worry about that problem. Just take them, take on the problems as they come. Just take action one step at a time, and then you'll 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 find your way through it. All right, and that, that's huge because we get a lot of mentees. They'll worry about all this other stuff they don't need to worry about yet. Just jump in. You got the basics, yep. and you got us. Jump in and go to work. And as we come across these other things, you know, you deal with it then. So that, that's, yeah, that's huge. Absolutely. Absolutely. So guys, we're wrapping up here. I want to thank you for, you know, imparting this wisdom and inspiration, you know, to, to the listeners. So before we go, how can our listeners, if they're in Fayetteville or if they're online, how can they get in touch with you? How can we find you? How can they reach out to you guys? Um, well, you can find us on um, YouTube and Instagram at Wholesale Mentory. Um, and then if you are uh, just want to reach out to us by phone, you can just give us a call, 910-476-1679. We're here. All right, guys. Well, I want to appreciate you for coming on. Did you have any last words, Rico? Nah, that's it, y'all. Y'all just keep grinding, man. And, and thanks for having us on, Marcus. I really appreciate it, man. Thank you okay. Very much. All right, guys. Thank you so much. Keep working. Keep striving. Keep pushing. Keep going forward. Um, success is definitely out there for you, but you have to go out there and get it. And always remember to enjoy the journey. Thank you for listening to today's show. I picked up some great actionable items and I'm sure you did as well. If so, let me know. You can always reach me via social media at facebook.com slash MRCS Maloney, Twitter at MRCS Maloney, and of course, IG at MRCS Maloney. You can also always reach me via email at 
mmaloney at equityri.com. Make sure you reach out to our guest as well. You can always find their contact information in the show notes below. If you have not subscribed already, what are you waiting for? Join the family. And while you're at it, leave us a five-star review. This is how we tell if we're providing you with what you need for your journey. If there's someone you would like for me to interview, or if there's a subject matter you would like for me to cover, please let me know. Finally, if you're looking for additional information about real estate investing, go to equityrealestateblog.com, also youtube.com slash Marcus Maloney. Until next time, family, always enjoy the journey.